What's up in War Eagle War Report family? Y'all know what it is. It's your man, Ike Jones. Mike G and B Will in here. Ah, a sigh of relief. Uh, Not so much. Let me be clear about this. Not so much because Brian Harson has been retained, though I am happy about that. A sigh of relief that this drama has seemed to come to an end um, as of uh, I don't know what time. What time was that release that came out? Uh, it was like five hours ago. So as of about five hours ago, the university has released an official statement retaining Brian Harson as the head football coach for the foreseeable future, right? Like we know at least for this season. Uh, we'll see where it goes from that point going forward. Um, but we are here to talk about it. We're here to get reactions from you all. We're going to say our piece And then I'm going to let you guys speak your piece. So go ahead and put any questions or comments in the chat section. We will go to you all. We want to get a pulse of how you are feeling. Answer any questions that you may have, and we'll answer as candidly as we can about what we know. Uh, Which one of you guys wants to sound off first before we get to this chat section? I'll go first. Go for it, sir. Listen, I am happy that Brian Harson has been retained. I'm super happy. Um, and you know, I know that things didn't maybe go the way a lot of people thought it would go in year one, but this was a complete overhaul of everything. And it was more, we were hopeful, but it was more likely that we were going to seemingly take steps back, but these steps back will be necessary if we're to take steps forward. I don't, you know, this, there's a lot to look forward to in 2021, I, uh, 2022, I don't get all the doom and gloom that has been coming from everybody. Right about everything concerning this program. Now, six and seven is not acceptable. I think that Brian Harson, I think the staff knows that. Right. I think they know it's not acceptable. You know, you came here to win championships, but this season could be the first brick laid in the foundation of what could be a very good football program moving forward. Now, uh, my support of Coach Harson does not mean that missteps weren't made. Correct. And that there are things that cannot be learned from and built upon. But, you know, like you articulated in our last live stream, the panic is what I don't get. Now, there have been certain social media and message board personalities that have been effusive pushing the idea that recruiting is falling apart. Mm -hmm. This coach is uh, wants to burn everybody at the stake that ever talks about NIL. And if you ask them, Hugh Freeze was already the coach. Right. It had already been negotiated, yeah, and they was, were just waiting either, on a sign-off from compliance. I've, I've, I've heard Hugh Freeze, I've heard Kevin Steele, and I've heard, uh, who was the Grimes, Jeff Grimes, right. were all yeah. tabbed as behind-the-scenes people who they were already in talks with, and this was, it was, it was a matter of if, not, no, it's a matter of when. When, not, not if. if. Right. right. Now, if you remember, if you need an Auburn history lesson, that's exactly what got them in trouble with Tuberville. Yeah. You tried to hire a new coach before you fired the old one. You got found out, and people had to resign over that fiasco. Yeah. So to think that that would be actually going on behind the scenes was actually nonsensical. Now, and, I, and I don't blame anybody for believing that our leadership might be silly enough to engage in that sort of activity again, but it was highly unlikely. Yeah. Now, if we think about all the events that transpired up until now, I'll repeat this again. The university said almost nil on this <laughs> until now. 
All right. Now, I felt like they were just leaving the door open. I'm on record of saying, hey, listen, we looked into it. Nothing to see. We support Coach Harson, which is exactly what they said. And I think it's even perfect that this statement gets to be made by the outgoing president. So the incoming guy does not have to bear the weight of an investigation that he really had nothing to do with. Yeah. So uh, depending on who you ask, right, it was the board of trustees. It was boosters pushing this. It was whoever. The way this ended, give me, you know, and the, the statement that they made at the end gives me a little bit more confidence in some university leadership. I don't think that anything that was said could be ignored. Right. If you're talking about, um, you know, player abuse allegations and, you know, racism allegations and all this stuff, it's suddenly magically appeared after this man has been coaching for a decade. A decade as a head coach, one year at Auburn. Now he's the worst person anybody has ever heard of. Yeah. Right. right? And, and a, a terrible coach and knows nothing about football and can't recruit. You know, and the bullcrap article that came out about the Arkansas State thing and the AD had to come in. It's like, what? Yeah. He's like, if, if, if we had our choice, he would have still been the head coach. Exactly. Come on, so, man. Yeah. Right. So I, I would just caution everybody. I just I don't know what's to be gained from, you know, uh, uh, listening to every Tom, Dick and Harry on a message board. Spreading a rumor because their uncle knows a booster that's close to the program. And that person said, Brian Harson is done. It's a done deal. Right. So to be clear, there was smoke here. There was smoke here because somebody created it. Correct. Somebody created the smoke. And he was resolute in his stance. Guys, it, it takes brass balls to walk in to a meeting of your peers, of your SEC head coaching peers, mired in controversy. One of which is trying to poach one of our coaches. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Son of a... And, and hold your head high. And and, st and not address rumors and try to handle yourself with class. Now, his his character was attacked. Right. It was. He made a statement the same. Say, hey, attacks on my character are bullshit. I don't blame him. If you're going to call me a racist and an abuser, I'm going to call bullshit, too. Yeah. Listen, we get called racist on a regular basis, and I still haven't figured out where that came from. You're right. <laughs> You know, and so that's why I say it's it's again. This is this is a you know whether you like Brian Harson or you you know as a coach or not. This was a good day for Auburn University. This was a good day because rumors and innuendo did not win. Absolutely, right. And the last thing I'll say about this, before, you know, before I pass it to B, is is that the voices of the athletes chose to stay and came out in support of Coach Harson cannot be overlooked. Right. Nick Brahms, man, you I'll be hard pressed to say anything critical of Nick Brahms the rest of his time at Auburn. <laughs> right. I mean he he came out, he said it with his chest, and yeah. he said, you know what? Talk to us. Yeah. We're we're the ones who well, you who, guys are claiming he's created this negative environment, environment for. for. Okay. Ask me how right. I feel about it. Come talk to us, the leaders on this team, right? Their voices deserve to be elevated in this conversation. 
Those are the young men that are the end of this process. Yeah. And ultimately, right, the ones who have to execute what we're hoping to see on the field. And for them to come together and speak up. Chandler Wooten, my hats are, are, are is, is off to him. He's no skin in the game. He's gone. Right. But he spoke up. You know, our guy Luke Deal put a statement out about divisiveness and how nobody is served by this divisiveness that they're trying to push. So all the talk of, 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 of who the next coach was going to be was completely disrespectful to the young men who are a part of this program who chose to come back and decided to play for this coach. And, and I mean, and I'll end it there. I just think, you know, at the end of the day, if you're Brian Harson, right, you beat the charges, but you're mad as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, there's and, no reason for him not to be completely fired up about this entire situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're out to prove, you know, not to some dummy who just didn't know what he was talking about anyone on a message board, because you're not going to change his mind. The only way you're going to change his mind is with W's. Right. Right. That's it. Which is the ultimate goal anyway, so there's no reason to listen to that guy anyway. You know, I guess my if you know if if coach was watching, I very I doubt he's watching the war report, but if he were watching, the only thing I would say is, right, is is that there's a lesson in everything. In every right. trial, there's a lesson. And I hope that this causes some internal reflection and some introspection where he looks at the program and the messaging. Right. And, you know, I, this coach, he's all about football, man. He's a football guy. He's all about football. But unfortunately, at a place like Auburn, the politics matters and right. the optics matters as well. Right. Too. Right. And you just got to get a, a you just do a better job of getting out there and handling the politics, you know, through the optics, you know, and talk. Because, you know what? At the end of the day, if nobody knows who you are personally. All of this has room. You've given oxygen to right. this. Spe- yeah. Speculation is all that's left. Right. Right. You know, so you have to talk. You have to, you have to, you have to, you know, kind of bear your soul a little bit. People need to know something about you other than football. Yeah. So that it can be, there can be some sort of emotional connection other than, hey, he's the coach of Auburn and I root for Auburn. Right. Brian Harson is more than just a coach of Auburn. He's a person. He's and a father. And that's what's getting lost in all. And that's the thing that has always upset me. You lost the man. He, 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 there's a humanity attached to this, not just some random coaching seat. Right. Anyway, continue. My yeah, yeah. He's a father. He's a coach. He's a husband. He's an uncle. He's a brother-in-law. He's more than just a head coach. Right. I just think that people need to connect more with that Brian Harson. And you could got to combine that with W's at the end of the day, right? right. Like, you know, ultimately it boils down to that. But, um, you know, that's the lesson that I hope that is taken from this, you know, this side. You need goodwill built up with the people who ultimately, you know, pay for tickets and, you know, attend events. And, you know, it, it, you know, there's a side of this outside of X's and O's that have to be attended to. I'm not sure that that was that important at Boise State, but it certainly is important here. And, you know, I think that's it, right? You know, he's he's got some PR work to do. Yeah. You know, and I think that the people around him are hyper aware of that as well. So, you know, get out there and get it done. You guys got work to do. I'm for excited sure. to see them do the work. Yep. Going to grab a couple of supers in here. 
Uh, Cleveland Brown says, if Mike G can be blamed for Bo leaving, then he can get credit for retaining Harson. Take, <laughs> take a bow, sir. Get your gummies. Mr. Casper P, 20 gummy week. So just staying on the theme of the gummies. Ooh, he is oh, that's a lot. Here. You get no work done this week. Yeah. I, ho- I hope you rack those out. <laughs> uh, Brian Bridges yeah. says, every other Auburn channel and their Discord only talked about how screwed Harson, uh, how screwed Harson is instead of talking about how all of these rumors started getting shot down one by one. Love the War Report and War Eagle. Thank you so Thank much you. for that. We Thank appreciate you. it. Listen, if you guys didn't know, we don't major in rumor here, and that's not a shot at anybody else. Listen, it's just a different way that we choose to approach news and information right. about our programs. Um, so we prefer to stick to what's factual and react to the facts. Um, you know, I'm sure the guys were tired of me saying, I, I really don't care when they were trying to give updates about stuff. I was like, okay, but did the university say anything? Like, that's all I cared. Like, people would tweet something. I'd be like, but did the university say anything? Because until the university releases a statement, it's not official. And I don't care what anybody speculates, thinks, happens, postulates. None of that stuff is relevant because none of those publications have a say in whether or not Brian Harson is retained as a coach, right? Yeah. So you can speculate all you want to until the university who's employing him has something to say about it. Everybody else is just making up stuff. Uh, Mr. Casper again jumps in and says, every player that stepped up, those are Auburn men. Listen, Damn right. uh, Mike G already talked about some of the guys that have come out and uh, even post the, uh, the 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 thing coming out. We've had guys come and talking about, hey, now it's time to get to work and, you know, retweeting the article with emojis and, and ha- happy. I think that there is a sigh of relief going around the program that whether you were a huge Brian Harson fan or you were someone who was just ready for this to be over with finality and direction is where we are right now. So we can move on to an offensive coordinator search and we can get back to the business of being a football program and not a rumor mill. Uh, So definitely appreciate that very much. Uh, Gene Collins with the super chat in here. I'll try to see if I can circle back to what you might've meant to put with that. Uh, You said, uh, Auburn should reimburse him for his vacation. Listen, I don't know that he got an actual vacation, so I am 100% in favor of him getting some sort of a, listen, you get some extra days or something because this was not a vacation for him. He was out of the country, but he was still very much on edge. If it were me, I would be. Um, so I don't know how he's able to separate himself from that, but kudos mm-hmm. to him if he was. Are gummies legal in Mexico? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of stuff legal in Mexico. Right. Uh, uh, you know he and his family could not enjoy themselves. Yes, I definitely understand what you're saying there, Gene. Uh, Lolly says, I would love to see him at the jungle tomorrow, mixing it up and show he's part of the universe. Hell yeah. Listen, what thing, one thing I will say in regard to something that Mike was just saying is that he did seem to already be, before all of this stuff started to happen, he realized he needed to be a person, right? So he mm-hmm. he showed up um, at the, uh, t- uh, the the camp out site that they had. Was it pre-Kentucky that that happened? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was out there, you know, in Jungle City, um, you know, he was out there throwing biscuits around, stuff like that. Listen, he understood what his assignment was at that point in time. If I could borrow, you know, social media phraseology for a minute. He understood the assignment. He went out there and he did more than coach football for a few hours, right? And that's a big thing for the support of the fan base, for the support of the community around Auburn University, uh, Mr. Casper jumps in here again. A big patron is uh, being patron is really worth it. These men are good at what they do and factual. We appreciate that vote of confidence. Thank you. Sir. Thank you. Um, so if you're watching, uh, you know, hey, listen, get you a green name. All right, be will. The floor is yours, sir. Before we jump back into this chat, what do you have to say? It's a lot of different directions, man. Been thinking about this all day. Thinking about how we talk privately in our chat. The longer this goes on. 
the higher the probability that he would stay. And um, I really thought things turned once Nick Brom spoke out and said, hey, B.O.T., hey, whoever, listen to us. Here are some names. Here are the players who are still here who are really the core of your team, and it includes your star running back, which, I, I mean, say what you want. We know Nick Brahms may not be the the favorite player as far as football goes in this team. He was the most vocal, and he's one of the most senior. But when you put the name Tank Bigsby on that mm-hmm. line, along with those other seniors, that carried some weight. Them being willing to step up and step out, that carried huge weight to say if if you are going to make determinations about what his job performance was, we are closest. We, we when this is not don't do it from the perspective of of just an outward investigation. We have been here, and we are the product. So listen to us. I thought that was huge. I mm-hmm. thought that was huge. Um, I applaud them number one for doing that. And as we as I want to say. It's kind of common sense, but do you think that anybody would have spoken up for him if he was the worst coach ever? Seems unlikely. I mean, the the worst we could make from the statements that players, former and current, made was that, yeah, he's a hard coach. So physically, it's it's gonna be demanding, and and as far as attendance and and all the little things, it's gonna be demanding. But that's coaching. That's that's a style of coaching. Are there easier coaches somewhere? Sure. Not here. And so if you wanted to leave, you know, those guys left, you know, you know, peace be with you. But nothing that we heard from direct sources being players old and new was a fireball offense. Not one thing. Right. And the longer things went, the more that the salacious things died down, you heard less about it. And that was that combined with the players speaking out was like, okay, we see what happened here. Now, we may never know the exact source of all the rumors of all the nonsense allegations. But I don't I don't know how how comfortable any of us are with the idea that somebody up top is able to spin that type of negativity so quickly. That's something that I'm sitting here left with as we we know we know who our head coach is. Brian Hart is still our head coach. And in the similar fashion that that Ike has said and then and Mike has already said I am happy he is still our head coach. Not because there weren't things that needed to be improved upon. Not that because he had a perfect first season. We know that wasn't the case. Who wants to go into work knowing they can do nothing? Nothing wrong. You're not going to break any rules. You're not going to break any laws. You are going to do your best job. It may not be good enough, but you don't get a chance to do it better because I'm going to make up some stuff. I'm just going to make up something and I'm going to get you out of here. Like, yeah, who wants to work under those conditions? Maybe you you run your own business and you you don't have to be subject to that, which is a great <laughs> perk of running your own business. But for the ma- vast majority of us, we have to answer to somebody. And the idea that anybody in the community where he was, whether he was your first choice or not last uh, winter, that you would be okay with this man getting railroaded just because you don't like the fact that he's doing some hard coaching, or based on what you've heard, he's not recruiting well enough. And, you know, it's just, it's amazing to me that look what happens when you've got one hand tied behind your back because you've got coaches that you didn't want on your staff holding the other hand down. What are you doing? You don't enable somebody to do their best work and they can't get their best work done. You don't give them time to fix what ails you 
Of course you go, you at any point in any process, you could say, oh, it's broken. Let's not, let's throw it away. You, you're out of here. You, so you didn't do anything wrong. Let's make up some stuff. That that <laughs> entire display was despicable. All, yeah. all of that was despicable. Mm-hmm. And as as much as we know, we want him to be empowered to do his job. Anybody telling you he can't do it because of what has transpired over 12 months, they are idiots. They are absolute idiots. Nobody anywhere is bringing somebody in to do a job as important and as all-consuming as coaching a football team and saying that 12 months is the entirety of what I needed to see to determine to whether you could do this job well or not. Right. That, they're stupid. And I'm I'm so glad that that has been silenced, at least. Right. Yeah. We've seen a couple of people come out and really jump jump on the railroad here for getting rid of him in the last week. I, I see you. <laughs> Everybody that is, I see you. Because it would be too many to name. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, there would be no purpose in naming names. But I absolutely see you. They had them, them clips loaded from the minute they, anything could have happened. Right. The way November went, maybe it was losing the, the Mississippi State and Bama and did that. Whatever did it. Maybe there were football reasons, maybe not. But nobody should have rejoiced in this man being slandered the way he was and having that be an excuse for him to lose his job. So I'm glad those people can shut up. Um, One thing I want to give everybody a piece of advice, though, is it's a mantra of mine, and that is that shutting the hell up is a free service that you can activate at any time. (laughs) Free subscription. You don't have to say anything at all, and you will come out far ahead. Um, it, it works pretty well for me most of the time. If I don't know, I'm going to say, I don't know. I might discuss it with my boys. We might discuss it privately, but there's no reason to jump out here and start dancing and getting all happy and bringing up names. Shut the hell up. Don't go on your little shows. Don't go on your little podcast, throwing dirt on the man's name, piling on in your discords and your forums. Just shut the hell up. Let things play out. And then you have a better idea of how everything sits. I mean, yeah, it's, it seems like a winning proposition to me, and it's not even difficult to do that, to just not. Uh-huh. The, the one thing I want to say, and then we're going to head to the chat here, um, uh, is that um, I am happiest outside of the Harson family. I think the, the people who I am happiest for are the players, right? The yeah. players are the ones, and, and, and here's a word of caution on both sides of this. And we talked about this internally, about what we would do in the event that it went the other way. And there was a swell of I'm boycotting Auburn football to show those board of trustees. And the only reason I was adamantly against that idea, even though I support um, Coach Harson uh, pretty vigorously supported the fact that this was crap, was because I felt for those players. And I yeah. still wanted to be able to support those players despite my misgivings about how this situation was handled. Now I don't have to worry right. about that, right? Like I don't right. I don't have to make a choice between my support for or my distaste for how things were handled and my support for Auburn University football. But what I want to say is to those players who put their necks on the line, those players who showed resolve in this situation, thank you, number one, for uh, realizing that you aren't just some guy who snaps a football, runs a football, throws passes, catches, like what you say and do in situations like this matters. Um, But number two, 
for your resolve to just continue to work throughout this entire process? I, you know, again, we hear things all the time. We don't come on here and say, but I feel comfortable enough saying, talk to players. We've talked to players' parents who said, or and people within the Auburn um, athletic department who said, hey, we're still working here, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're still going to the weight room and they're still lifting. They're still focused on getting their job done. And where this thing goes after this, they can't control. But what they can control is what happens between the, the, the chalk lines of that football field. So they're trying to focus on that and get their mind on football. So kudos to you all for blocking out the noise um, because let other people tell it this was the destruction of Auburn football. And um, and you guys have a lot to say about that. You have a ton to say about whether this is the destruction of Auburn football. You can go out there and make a lot of people look really silly next season. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm rooting for you to do it, not as an Auburn fan, but just as a fan of people who've been discounted continuously for no reason or for no fault of their own. I am rooting with every fiber of my being that you go out there and make people feel very silly next year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The players, the players, this was a win for the players, I think. Yeah. And, you know, for kids like Robbie Ashford, who could have went a lot of places, but chose to come to Auburn. Yeah. Right. This is a win for him. He Zach agreed. He, yeah. Zach Calzada, he agreed to play for Auburn. Zach Calzada agreed to play for Auburn. You know, these other kids that came from Oregon, they chose Auburn. So, you know, we need to choose them back and support them. You know, being a family, it, that's a two-way street, man. It works both ways. Right. Right. And so for them to, to 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 raise their voices when they could have been silent and sat this one out, I think says a lot for the character of those young men. Right. You know, and all the guys who left throwing gas on the flames had to come back and throw some water on it too. So yeah, that, uh, let's so talk that about can't that. be that can't be lost in this conversation, right? Uh, you know, a lot of what people used as fuel for the flames got doused a little bit because they had to walk back those comments. And I'm pretty sure some of their teammates called them and said, guys, what the hell? Right. You go on and you're effing it up for us. Right. And and you, you know, selfish. made it clear that you, you know, I still love my brothers over there, da, da, da. But like you, you're not making it easy for me. But right you just now. made a terrible environment for them. Yeah. Lee Hunter was, was, was very misguided in saying, oh, it's about the guys and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Maybe talk to them directly instead of popping off on social media about something which they obviously disagree with you about. Yeah. Because which you again, left and they Lee stayed. Hunter is 100% entitled to his opinion Own about opinion. how he felt like that. Uh, and I'm not telling Lee Hunter to stop talking. What I am telling Lee Hunter to do is just figure out a better way to get your messaging out there. I think the live that he did was better than the post that he made. The Correct. post that he made lacked context. The live gave context to it, and you're like, okay, you can either choose to accept what he's saying in this as an acceptable thing for a coach to do or say, oh, that doesn't seem so bad. I I, I still hate the word being thrown out there of soft. Like, I just, I, I refuse to call anybody who grows up in the type of environments that these young men come from right. and have the type of mentality to get out on a football field and risk their body soft, um, regardless of how you feel about the statements. But what I will say is it probably was not the most uh, beneficial thing to say, even if it was your truth. Right? Right. There is a way to speak your truth and it still find its way to a beneficial place. 
Um, and because I genuinely don't think Lee Hunter meant to be inflammatory, he was just saying, hey, this is how I feel, then then there's room for me to say, well, there's probably a better way for you to express that, right? right. If you're meant to be inflammatory and you don't care what nobody feels about it and, you know, screw Auburn, then absolutely you handled that the right hey, way. Hey, hey, yeah, pop off. Right. You know, but if that's not the way that you wanted that to come off, then yeah, there's a better way to do that. But again, I don't like calling players soft. I do. I don't necessarily agree, but I don't have to. I don't have to agree for that to be your truth. Let's jump back in here to uh, some comments here again. You know, uh, we are here live. If you're not able to chat, it's because you're not a member. Uh, we are limiting this conversation to members as far as the chat is concerned. But uh, feel free to chime in with super chats if you'd like to. But we'll jump to the super chats here. Uh, Walt Taylor says, now the next historical thing for Auburn to do is sign Harson to an extension with a four times buyout. Listen, he goes and he went to well, SEC. Yeah, he, no, he, he, he's got he's got some work he has to do to get to that place for this to be historically accurate. Um, but hey, listen, it's not impossible. Our guy Jazzy Joe Jobs, um, the lame pop challenge. What state am I currently in for 50? Each of you get one guess. You're a trucker. That literally. Yeah, he was he was driving through DC a couple days ago, he told me. So People in the chat are, are, are trying to um, guess. He said uh, he was in Oregon a, a week ago. Yeah, so he's in I Mississippi mean. right now. I know it. I know it. <laughs> You're in Mississippi. I say Utah. You, wow. You know damn Utah. He's in Mississippi. It could be I'm anywhere. You, uh, you don't right, know. Yeah. Something it, like you know. Listen, where, think, where, think of the most terrible place on earth, B. <laughs> where Mississippi, earth, right? It's Mississippi. It, it's Tuscaloosa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fact. <laughs> uh, Renaissance Man 2008 says, wasn't the recruiting Enterprise Harson's idea in his Auburn interview? I keep hearing that they don't get the importance of the recruiting, yet they have this massive enterprise. Am I missing something? You're missing absolutely. So let's just talk about this for a second. You're not missing anything. This is, of the narratives that have been driven out here, the fireball offense narratives were the most heinous because they were direct attacks on his character. Right. Right. Of the narratives that have been driven out here that are about his job performance that were not fireball offenses, that was the most ridiculous. Right. right? Like, you can have whatever feelings you want to about how he managed football games, about, you know, what our schedule was and the collapse of the offense in the second half of the season, second half of games. To say that there was not an emphasis on recruiting when – Literally, not figuratively, not um, in some fanciful world where we get to fudge numbers, <laughs> literally moved our recruiting class from 40s to top 20 before National Signing Day even got here and say that that same person does not have a commitment to recruiting is quite He's possibly. He's in Mississippi. <laughs> oh, you got it right. Yeah, no, it's Mississippi. <laughs> oh, man. I felt like he was in trouble. Guess where I am? Help! I got a story about Mississippi later, but go ahead. But I mean, it's quite possibly the most ridiculous narrative that was out here. Again, of the non-fireable offenses, like if we take the fireable offenses off the table, which again, those were heinous, right? Like you have to get to a level of despicability to try to spread those types of rumors. Yeah. But when we get to job performance things, to say that a man and his staff are not committed to recruiting to move from 40 to 18 before national signing day even arrived i just don't know how you how you get there i don't know how those same people who popularized the cruton finger the same people who talked about how um they loved the nfl style thing where they were doing the announcements on national it's the same staff the same people 
The same coach who got up there on early signing day in front of a podium and was placing these things and placards up on the wall for guys that they knew they were going to lock in and sign, those same people are now being accused of not taking recruiting seriously? Yeah. Do yeah. those ex- how do those exist in the same like realm of re- reality? Well, like, are, are we in an alternate universe that I don't know about? Let me add this again. People are pointing to like we're eighth or ninth in the SEC in recruiting between the fourth class and wherever and this is we're something at. I've been meaning to point out for a long yeah, time. Please there is talk about this. Very, very little difference, right? If because you actually look at what the numbers, numbers are, are like how yeah. the raw numbers of where, where that recruiting class is, it's like pers- it's like. <sighs> Less than a point or one so. Recruit, yeah. One recruit jumps through like five or six spots, right? And we had Caden Story decommit because of um, Nick Eason. Eason, right? So it makes and, this and, class. And National look, Signing Day probably got ruined by a lot of these rumors. Correct. So I'm just, all I am saying is, is that 2022 was, it was not the recruiting class that we judge his recruiting prowess by. It was always supposed to be 2023, but now I'm giving him a pass on that because of all this BS. Right. Yeah. Right. So he just really has now it's, you know, again, I'm moving away from recruiting. I'm just saying you have to take the kids that you have. You know, it it is what it is. So we can't continue to complain about the lot that he drew because the people who started all this, they did what they did. And now it's behind us. Right. He's got to find a way to take this group and win games in the fall and the recruiting will fix itself. Right. Take Zach Calzada, yeah. take TJ Finley, you know, uh, Robbie Ashford, turn these guys into pro quarterbacks, you know, um, and, and, and by extension, turn Malcolm Johnson, um, uh, you know, turn, Austin, uh, uh, Landon t- King, uh, Capers, Jackson. you know, uh, uh, Jackson, yeah. yeah, turn these guys into all SEC receivers because there's talent in that room. Yes. Yeah. Right. Fix this passing game and, 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 and you've got your almost your entire offensive line back. For a sixth year, one more year of strength and conditioning, one more year of growing your football knowledge and your technique, which is very rare. We're not in a terrible position. Look how many games we were in until the very last minute last year. Take that and improve upon that. And that's 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 eight wins. Easy. Right. With better quarterback play, right? And a little better receiver play and a little better play, play call. So it's not as if we're so far off, right? Because if you think just a win against Bama would have changed all this whole discussion, there's no reason to believe that the ship is sinking. If you think that one game would have changed this whole discussion, there is absolutely no reason to believe the ship is sinking. Yeah. Unless That's you just absolutely saying. want to believe that, and yeah. then there's nothing that anybody can do to change your mind. Yeah, I'm not saying that they don't have work to do in recruiting, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, and, and tactics. That's not what we're saying. I'm just telling you, like this is being sold as this is as, as if it's some unfixable situation. And I think that the staff, and, and you know, we've been in contact with people. I think they realize, hey, listen, the weight of expectation here is heavy. You were year one. Your top two rivals played for the national title a month ago, right? And you're seemingly losing ground on those guys. Right. My message to the, the the people holding the purse strings are loosen, open the pocketbooks, man. We can't keep getting outspent three to one if and then you complaining about to, how he's recruiting. If you were right. willing to pony up for this buyout, then I don't want to hear anything about not having money. Yeah. If you thought it was a good idea to pay an $18 million buyout, it's okay to to, 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 to spend an extra $2 million in recruiting. 
Because in the 2019 cycle, we got outspent almost $3 to one by Bama and Georgia. We spent about $900,000 on recruiting, but that was because Gus stayed mostly regionally. Now we need this coach to go out and find people outside of Alabama. They're saying that this, this class of high school athletes in Alabama is one of the best we've ever seen Right, coming up. You know, and, and we have to make inroads with those kids, and they just made it harder, so we have to have patience. Yeah. We do. We can't conveniently forget that we had this whole fiasco that set him back in right. state. Right? Yeah. So get, put the dollars behind him and choose all. You cannot withhold the dollars and claim to love Auburn because you don't like Brian Harson For no reason. That's nonsensical. <laughs> right? Choose Auburn. Right. And then hope for the best. And if and if he doesn't do a good job, okay, then judge him by the results. Right. But don't but, withhold his resources and then get upset that he doesn't give you the results. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, just, just don't thank you. sabotage. What would it would it be be had an epic quote the other night? Responsibility right? without resources is sabotage. It's sabotage. Put that on a plaque and put it <laughs> stick it in their bathroom right above the toilet. So every time they go to pee, they watch it. <laughs> Everybody holding the purse strings responsibility without resources is sabotage don't sabotage this man man let him do work all right back into the chat here alabama prep jumps in maybe horses is instilling discipline on these kids some of them appreciate a coach not only teaches football but also teaches life listen um you know we heard quotes from players saying that what we needed was a football coach not a friend um, and discipline comes in a lot of different forms, but like some people show they care for you by not letting you get away with BS. Yes. Like that's how, how my accountability for you is my care because right. I can't allow you to think that the world is entitled to allow you to get, get away with whatever. So the first place that you're going to have to learn that if you didn't learn it at home and you didn't learn it at school, you're going to darn sure learn it in this locker room. Caesar Walker, my man C-Dub in here. Hey, uh, Damn Eagle family. I'm hoping that our love for Auburn and these student athletes pushes us to get behind Coach Harson, regardless of where you stood with this. 100% right. believe that, yeah. sir. Um, Lolly Wenzel jumps in. Good Lord, could you even imagine what that coaching search would have looked like before A-Day? Not enough gummies in the world to get through that. Once nope. again, shout out to the rogueshot.com. If you guys are not out there using code report on the rogue shop, then you don't love us for real. No, I'm just playing. But uh, we definitely appreciate um, the support for the Rogue Shop. And yeah, gummy should have been in abundance around uh, the Auburn fan base this mm -hmm. week. Joe Kyle jumps in with the big super chat here. You guys are so good. We appreciate that. Blessed Thank with you. common sense. Thank you, Mama, Daddy, and God, all of that. You know the game. You're thoughtful and your hearts are always in the right spot. You know, listen, I appreciate that. You don't even know me, sir, but you know me so well. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, let's see what we got in here. Jazzy Joe said, holy <laughs> shit, in Mississippi. I did a calculation in my head. I was like, he came through BC two days ago. So the, the truckers yeah. have to stop every so often. So if he wasn't headed to Florida, right, he had to be, the crowd says southeast. Hey, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry you're in Mississippi, though. <laughs> Mr. Casper jumps in again. If y'all get a chance to get in a Twitter chat with Mike G, do it. I have not heard someone shut down some nonsense in such factual, polite manner. Hey, it was golden. It was. There's a guy. So there's something. I'm new to Twitter, guys. I'm new to Twitter, and, and every day I tweet, I get a message from Brian correcting me on Twitter etiquette. 
<laughs> right? So there's some things I just don't understand about Twitter. I'm just talking, right? Brian's like, listen, man, if you want people to see it, you can't put the hashtag first and blow, right? So um, I learned today that if you block somebody and you are hosting a Twitter space, they can't even get in. Mm. And so there was some loudmouth charlatan that I blocked and couldn't get in. He was asking questions through somebody else and they came on and they said, oh, Mike G blocked him so he can't get in. I, I was like, he'll stay blocked too because if I blocked you, I blocked you for a reason. But mm-hmm. um, it was, it was, it was, the Twitter spaces are an interesting thing. I'm actually going to jump on a Twitter space later with uh, Auburn memes. We're going to host a Twitter space. So if you get, get, didn't get a chance to get in here, uh, you know, you guys will get a chance to, to have your voices heard on those Twitter spaces. But uh, the last one we ran, I thought was pretty well organized and went well. It, it was it was a good time. So let's let's talk about that for a second. I'm going to get back into the chats here. It is it is nobody's obligation, no one's obligation to have to deal with you being belligerent on Twitter. Absolutely. If you want to have a conversation, a disagreement or whatever, we welcome that. But, like, I'm not getting into the name-calling stuff and, you know, you're an effing idiot. Like, all of that stuff. Listen, I just, I, I, don't, I don't personally have to deal with that. Like, that's not a requirement of me having a YouTube show is that I have to deal with your BS. Yeah, you know what? Let me, okay, so let me bring this full circle with all the things that were being said about Coach. Mm-hmm. Right? He's in a position where he cannot respond to 99% of what's said about him. Right. That's what makes... His position's so frustrating. Right. Because if he responded in kind, that would be screenshot to hell. And right. then he would be he would be painted as this guy who's out of control. And right. you know, this is why I block people because I'm human. And you, Mike G's a client, Mike G's, and, and every once in a while, there are stakes for me now because the show has grown. Like I get ready, I start typing something. I was like, Mike, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that because you know we're we're credentialed press and we got things and we're running a business, so I can't say that. So if I cannot respond to you, then I have no obligation to even look at the things that you type. Right, right. Brian so Harson shout into the abyss. Yeah, right. So just scream at the wall if you want to. Uh, and I think that that might was probably one of the most frustrating things about Brian Harson. For Brian Harson, he's on vacation and he can't respond to any of this trash, this assassination of his character. Right. You know, and that's exactly what it is, a, a character assassination. Yeah, and I know it had to be frustrating. So, you know, I think he handled it. I think he handled it the best he could. He made one statement to ESPN. He said, the attacks on my character are bull, right? Uh, and, you know, <laughs> what else can you say? Let's just talk about how he um, how he used uh, that SUV as a lead blocker when he was going out. <laughs> 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 All right, outside yeah. the SEC, did you see the video, Yeah, man. The best they could really get was back his head. I mean, man, man, right, right. And, he hit him with the, the that, chuck that and That over-the-shoulder look he gave, like, man, you... He had a gone. smile on his face the whole time, too, right? Uh, like, he, he just walked around. around bro, right, it's almost know? like he's like, well, if y'all just going to follow me, let's just walk in a circle real quick and see how much you really want to do this. I was, I actually thought that was hilarious. I'm uh, shout, shout out to the reporter, uh, Lyndon Blake. Lyndon was like following him, like, come on, coach, give me a quote, right? And I know that had to be difficult because we started walking around the car. I'm sure she was like, man, where is he going? Right. Like, he I don't to- know if he, at, at first, he was like, ah, oh, man, this ain't even my car, but I'm not finna turn around. Or if he was literally like, if y'all 
y'all gonna follow me. Let's go on a trip yeah, real quick. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know which of those it was, but either way, it was hilarious. To I, me. If, it, if I were him, I would have walked into the subway across the street and they don't <laughs> watch me order a six inch football. I probably would have done a bunch of stuff. I don't yeah. know if what I would have done. I like, would have hit some stairs. Me. You know, he yeah. on them stairs. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let, let's check that commitment. Yeah, let's see. I'm, I'm ready for this. Let's go run some stadiums I, real I work quick. Out at, I work out at 5 a.m. every day, baby. Get ready to hit these stairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's jump back in here to the chat. Um, Tawana, D. Tawana Hill says the team should put everyone on notice and go on a national ass-kicking campaign next I season. Absolutely. You know what? Um, there, there's something to that about not only how it is going to galvanize the people that are still there in the locker room, right? Mm-hmm. This is also going to have an effect on recruiting. And, and here's what I mean by that. I think a lot of people have been lamenting what our recruiting rankings are. Mm-hmm. There is a certain type of player that he wants. 100%. All right, and and here's where I think people losing sight of this. Maybe every player that is highly rated is not a guy that Brian Harson wants. He's in this geographical footprint, brand new to him over the last year. It is going to take some time to identify the guys that he wants, and that's what some of this is, which is why we were saying give him to 2023. Right. Because then he's had time to say, you're my type of guy. Here's the type of program I want to run. Because by all accounts, he's still going into to parents' homes and recruiting, right? Over the last three months, he's been recruiting. And it's not like they're like, I don't know, man, you went six and seven. What he is selling is actually what some parents and players want. They want to buy it. Right. He just has to find those players. So while yeah. we are like, oh, we didn't get this many or we didn't get the highest stars, Again, we've had this talk about how I feel about stars. Is there a, a, a definite benefit to enhanced athleticism? Yes. It is. Is it the end all be all? No, absolutely not. But B, what let, you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me just add this caveat because this is what people are going to say in response to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't out culture Alabama and Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do you think that <laughs> Nick Saban doesn't have a culture? Right. 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 Right? Do you think that he does not have standards that he adheres to? And even if he recruits a kid, I don't care if you are a eight-star athlete. If you don't conform to the culture, you're out. Yeah. Or you're not going to play. Yeah, he has right. no, no incentive to play a guy who could ruin his locker room. Right. He'll right. move on to the next guy. Yeah. Right. So I just, you know, just wanted to make sure I put that out there. They these guys act like uh, uh, these other coaches that have been recruiting highly don't have culture standards. Right. right. 17 kids from Alabama are in the portal right now with only three coming in. Right. And I mean, 17. a lot of that cultural stuff, you know, of course, there's you, you you get and it's an easier job. Well, I won't say easier. It's a different type of job to get someone to buy into that culture when you have a winning result. Correct. Ryan Harson still has to build up. He right? still has to establish that. Right. Yeah. That's but, why I'm know, saying this season is really important and helping establish that you are moving towards a winning culture. Right. Because, you know, listen, I support them. But what I don't support is six and seven, two years in a row. Right. For, for sure. And I, I think a lot of people will agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Even Brian Harson would agree with that. Yeah. So, and so. Then, um, the biggest thing is that now that you've gotten the guys who didn't want to be here, they're out. What you are going to be able to do is fill those ranks with people who do want to be here. Because now there's going to be no question. Anybody who gets on board here will know exactly what they're getting on board with. The parents will know they would have followed this, even though it's, it's definitely embarrassing to have as a program, your dirty laundry all out in the open. What it does do is let you go, huh, they really rolled behind that dude. Mm-hmm. Dang, he really poked his chest out and said, man, y'all come get me or pay me my money. I guarantee you he won some recruits with that. Just with that yeah. display right there. 
100%. Just with that. He stood on what he knew. Like, man, listen, no, I'm not resigning. Y'all can come get me when I get back from vacation. I'll holler at y'all later. Like, that was, huh. that was some, I, I can't use the exact words I want to say. I appreciate those, the, what he did to stand yeah. up on his own two feet and say, no, I'm going to do it my way. And I'm not going to just step down because you try to make some stuff up, up about me. That yeah. has, that is going to win him some players. And it doesn't have to be all the players that everybody else goes against. It has to be the ones that he wants that are willing to play for him for what he wants to do. That is the challenge. It's not matching everybody star for star. We haven't matched Alabama star for star in the last 14 years. Mm -hmm. 14 years, but we've beaten them, haven't we? Yes, it's not just about stars. People just have to be bought in and on board. There is plenty of talent all around the nation for us to build a quality program without being the the national championship in recruiting. You think Jimbo Fisher is going to win a championship in the next five years? I'm not saying he could. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll add this about the recruits, though, right? Um, because people are talking about how it's going to be impossible for him to rec recruit. A lot of these kids who he's recruiting know what it feels like to have some shit said about you that wasn't true. 100%. Yeah. A lot of them know, right? And I'm telling you, he can he can take that message and it will be an effective one into the living room of some of the kids he's going to try to recruit, right? And they're going to understand it. Right. How many of these kids come from areas where they have been mischaracterized. Right. And unfairly labeled like there's a message. That, I'm telling you, there's a message there that you can uh, use to undercut people who use that in negative recruiting against you. Right. And, and I would I would I, and if you have to use negative recruiting to beat me, that means you're scared of me. Mm -hmm. You're scared of what I can do. Right. Because if you're selling, don't go to him because he's bad instead of come to me because we're good. Right. There's a there's reverse messaging there. Yeah. Now, 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 Brian, I'm, I'm available for uh, consultant work. If <laughs> <laughs> you guys are looking for how to get this done. Yeah. Let's get back in here to the chat and let's talk about some of this stuff that people are saying out here. Um, Bryson Bridges is bringing up this name again for whatever reason, but said he says, can we just take a second to thank God Grant Loy is still an analyst? Right. Um, I don't know what God you pray to, but go for it. He's a um, he's Auburn man. He's an Auburn man. <laughs> uh, Jazzy Joe says, I didn't think that challenge would be so easy. I might have to rethink that. Hey, Jazzy, it was a difficult challenge. Mike G just happens to play the game well. Ooh, Jazzy jumps back in here again. I'm going to get you here and be well. I was actually headed to Daytona, so... Did did put a little tile in my truck? Did you put a tile in my truck? No. Yeah, it's Apple tag. Tiles don't track over GPS. <laughs> what you what, what you got, B? I see a uh, Bay lineman right here with this comment. Only thing about this is it shows Coach Brian Harson to watch his back. Bunch of snakes mm -hmm. to watch out for. It shouldn't be that way, but unfortunately, it is factual. And yeah. the reason that's true is because we saw this happen to Tommy Toberville. Mm -hmm. He put mm -hmm. together the best official season that Auburn had had since the eighties, and Four years later, they got him yep. because they never stopped wanting him out. Maybe it was his the football reasons. Maybe it was just because he got out of their grasp the first time. Yeah, he stopped the, winning, though. He, he did. I mean, it slowed down, but some of that was forcing Tuberville's hand with what type of offense he wanted to run. So I'm, I'm saying that to say the only true cure for keeping people out of your program is winning and maintaining some winning. Like, if you win a national championship, then you're good for at least a couple of years. Now, Gene Chizik wasn't, but I don't think three and nine was anything we could have foreseen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we weren't constructed as a winning program. We just had the right pieces at the right time and it won us a championship. Yeah. Right. But with what we're trying to build, if you build up to a championship, it gets easier to maintain it. But that's 
some success. We got to win the West. We got to win the SEC. We got to get in, in the playoff. Those things have to happen. And then he he won't have to worry about watching his back so much. I, I hope it does happen. Yeah, I will point out, though, that Chizik attempted a complete overhaul on offense from what Gus was doing after Gus went to Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't work. So, he, he again, he took the proverbial step back when you try to change systems drastically from what you were doing to something right. pro style. And three and nine was the result, which is why when Gus came back in the following year, it was very easy for him because right. his team was built for athletes. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was built for that, what he was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, Corey Weber jumps in and says, Is anyone besides me blocked by Justin Lee on Twitter? If he has me blocked, I don't have the first clue. Yeah. Um, listen, there, I, there's much ado about Justin Lee. I, I think he stirs the pot intentionally. That's just my, uh, uh, my, uh, kind of deal with him but uh you know ultimately with some of these guys unfortunately what happens is they take so much actual abuse from other people that sometimes if you just disagree with them they fly out the handle and they block you even though all you did was just simply disagree with them so it happens um our guy grady's youtube account says something that goes unnoticed in the journalistic professionalism is that you guys and main easy among others showed glad to see uh this in today's world listen um you know shout out to our guy main easy man he's definitely a a friend of the show i think what we were just resolved to do number one is um stick hard to to the truth right like the truth of the matter is there was no proof that any of this had happened right so there's literally no reason for me to jump on the bandwagon of speculation about but what if it did I don't, why do I even need to consider if it did? There's no, you bring me some proof that it happened, then we'll have a conversation about it. Outside of that, I don't have a desire to have the conversation. There's, but what, but what, I don't want to play the what if game. I don't want to do, I don't want to do the what if game. I only want to talk about what was and what is, not what if. We can talk about what could be based upon what is, but I'm not doing the what if. Yeah. I'm just, I just, I have zero desire to do that because that is how this stuff gets perpetuated. It's because everybody keeps wanting to have the, well, if it is true, then mm-hmm. if it is true, then we'll find out and then right. we'll make these investments from there. Well, I don't well, have any responsibility to entertain that conversation from you. Well, let me, let me go ahead and note the difference between us and some of these subscription services, right? There is a large market of people who do want to pay to get a scoop. Correct. Right. right. And they turn to people like, you know, uh, uh, Justin Hokinson and, you know, JG and, you know, people who are actual, who know how to do actual investigative journalism. Now, you know, JG sponsors our show. Mm-hmm. I very rarely talk to him about what he knows. I don't even ask. Right. You know, whatever he's willing to put out there publicly. Right. Either to, you know, the general public or, you know, to his subscriber base is what I'll believe because I know that he is in earnest trying to report the truth. Right. You know, so there's some stuff that he puts behind his paywall. People are willing to pay for that. Right. And, you know, that sells. That's just not what we're doing. Right. right. We're not trying to sell you a scoop. So, you know, I thought JG wrote something like that I thought was really, I thought was a really fair and balanced take on where we were at. He kind of bullet pointed, you know, everything that had transpired in the Harson saga. And at the end of it, you know, he gave his thoughts on where he thought it would go. But he also said, you know what? Listen, I could be wrong about all this. And it could go this direction too. And I respect that, right? It tells me that he knows something 
but he's not certain that his sources are 100% correct or there are factors outside of you know what he heard that right. could affect the outcome. And for 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 what I can see, he's always acknowledged that whether it was talking about Bo Nix or Tank or any of these other things that you know, hey, this is what I have gathered from who I've talked to, but you know, uh, it could go differently. And, you know, I don't know what much more you can do for that, but there are people who pay for his services that are that, that want that to find value in that, right? I'm, we're not trying to be JG, though, and I respect the hell. I go to him for that. Right, right. You and, come and to so, us yeah. for something else, yeah. And, and and so let's be clear. I'm not telling you where to spend your money, how to spend your mm-hmm. money, what's worth your time, energy, effort. What I am saying is you can't come to me expecting me to be that because I will never be. And right. I don't have a desire to compete for that. There are places that exist, and... If that's what you want, then and you come here looking for it, you're going to be disappointed right. because I'm not going to give you a bunch of scoops. What I am going to do is react to information that's out there. Now, there's a comment here that I won't put up, but um, it does kind of get at something that you know I've been saying. That's why I would be wary of people who are running all around on message boards spreading this stuff for free. You know, I, I would just be wary of what you allow yourself to believe coming from a message board where. You know, there's no subscription service. They, they're not running it. Is not being paid to give you that information, not necessarily mm-hmm. even from you, but from some entity that can hold mm-hmm. them accountable for what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, because, because you know, at the end of the day, there was one guy. I, you know, I very rarely get into calling people out on Twitter, but there was one guy that really kind of irked me. Um, <laughs> almost again, I don't want to give people platforms, but he was with a news organization. And when you have that little blue check on Twitter or white, depending off your time, your my, my phone's in white mode, so uh, in night mode, so it's a white check. Yeah. Um, it should mean something. It should mean this person has some sort of credibility. And he tweeted out, "Brian Harson is being fired right now," according to my sources, or something to that. Right? Like the process has started to fire him. The the re- the uh the release that we got from Jay Goose says that that process was never in place. What they were doing is they were looking into things that got brought to them. Right. You reported that as they were had begun the process of trying to fire him. And I think again, you mischaracterized. Yeah, it was irresponsible. I think it was really irresponsible. And they they tweet out so many things that that tweet gets buried and they hope that people forget that you said that. But the internet never forgets. Right. And I, yeah, I, I mean, it's the only time I've ever I quote tweeted him. I just said, explain yourself. Right. Why can you come out here? Not and he's not even a part of the Auburn community. He's not part of the Auburn beat. He has no vested interest in tweeting that out. But clout. Right. Yeah. Right. So explain yourself. Explain why you came into our community, stirred the pot and don't have to come back with any accountability. Right. Because J.G., if he says something, it ends up not being right. He has accountability to his subscribers and to the Auburn family. These randos from the outside, the hell with that, yeah. right? So don't be, don't listen to randos from the outside. Guys, click the Twitter, read the bio, <laughs> do right, a little research, and then see where this person came from. Yeah, there were people who weren't even part of Auburn starting, you know, Twitter spaces and going in there. Oh my god, it's just crazy. It's the Wild West, and people were allowing themselves to be pulled in, sucked into this web of stupidity over and over again. Um, so just, you know, listen, uh, just 
be wary of your sources. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me jump back in here. Ricky Albright says, I still say give him five years and why not fire the boosters? Why are we not talking about that? How do you fire boosters? I mean, I don't know what you do to get Take that their happening. Money. <laughs> you know, Take all their stocks. You know. um, <laughs> right. Walt Taylor says, be will. Jimothy ain't going to win a natty again. Boom. I don't think so either, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And then let's, you know what? If in four years, if we are blessed enough, to still be doing the war report, we will be very profitable at that point because we ain't going to be doing this for four years unless we make some real money. I want Jimothy to not have won a national championship. And then we are going to talk about the value of five-star recruiting if you are not an excellent head coach. Excellent head coach. We'll see. Mm, yeah. Blake Robinson, uh, War Damn Eagle gentleman. Now I hope Harson goes out and has a big FU season for the haters and backstabbers which can go a long way to help you recruit. Absolutely. Uh, listen, winning is the cure for it all. Jazzy Joe jumps in. I have a question I've been wondering for a while. Why can't media members show their fandom when they are fans of that team? Why is it frowned upon? It's a good uh, question, Jazzy. Because you have to, you can't there you have to separate. You can't be seen as biased, Bias. right? Cuz cuz when when you have to report on something that may be negative, right? Um, Even though let me get, jump in here. People have no problem being biased in the other direction against Auburn for whatever reason when they're not fans of Auburn. But Correct. Correct. You're right. Yeah. I mean, if you report on the beat, you do have an obligation. And a lot of people who report on the beat, aren't they're not former Auburn alum or students or even right, from right. the community, right? They come from the outside for a reason, right? Because there, there's no... There's, inherent there, bias. Yeah, inherent bias there. You know, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. No, we're a yeah. fan channel. And we yeah, uh, clearly, we all went to Auburn. Our, like our microphones are orange and blue. Like, listen, <laughs> we're not even trying to hide it. So, you know, uh, and I will say his name, uh, Goodman, screw you. Um, Mr. Casper P says, Bo leaves the SEC for easier play to boost his draft possibilities, and they play Georgia the first game. Oof. Laugh on Tough that draw. one. It is rough. Tough draw. Good luck, kid. Uh, mm-hmm. Bama Prep says, boy, I learned discipline at home. You all know, good gosh, but I, I now appreciate that. Listen, yeah, listen, uh, discipline is definitely, but see, listen, everybody doesn't come from an environment that allows you to learn discipline. And so mm-hmm. I understand being in positions where that's not something that you ever had the opportunity to receive just because of, for a variety of reasons. And we can definitely have a completely separate conversation about where people come from and how they arrive to be where they are now and how that shapes who they are as a person, right? That's a whole separate conversation. But what we do know is that not everybody gets it and and that is from people who who grew up in privilege and people who grew up in poverty. Both ends of the spectrum come into a space not ever having learned discipline, Thanks. right? And it is a responsibility for a coach who is leading that person who says they want to do this. If you want to do it professionally as a football player for the rest of your life, you've got to learn it. If you mm-hmm. want to do it and you want to work on somebody's profession as whatever it is, you need to figure out how to learn discipline and accountability. So that's a tremendous responsibility as a head coach. I don't fault a head coach for instilling discipline in people who he's whose parents have entrusted their young men to. Right. And if you are upset at a coach for instilling discipline, I really don't know what to tell you about what professional sports or excuse me, collegiate sports should mean to you as a fan because you've you've lost you you've you've lost the meter somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And and let me let me jump on on that and say as far as what what has been explained, and I'm only going by what we heard from players, both former and current, we did not hear abuse. We heard discipline. And we even mm-hmm. had even older players coming back and saying, y'all couldn't have played for Coach Yox. The yeah. things that were asked of us, we, this is not new. 
The things right. that were asked of you, it's discipline. Like that's what it is. Now, what uh, I don't know if I should let's let's say in the past, I, I I've brought up this point before. Went into college in 2002, Mike in 2001, Ike in 1999, C in, in 2000. So we are one year apart, all of us, uh, sequentially like that. Damn. Right. Yeah, that's, that's cool, right? I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know why you had to put my, my age out there like that. I'm sorry. Cool. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. No, I, I, mean, I don't care. I don't okay. care. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. So going to college, I had friends that went to UA, had friends that went to LSU, had friends went to UGA. What I found out and what all of us know, and Ike has brought this up before, like, yeah, you think a lot of this stuff is going on and you, it's not going on because you don't hear about it. The things that happen that get players suspended, that get players uh, where they just transfer schools before the transfer portal was a thing, um, where you just don't hear from a guy for a week. These things always happen. Every school, any school that is serious about football, these things happen. What changed is... You hear about it more now, but mm-hmm. in the case of Coach Harson, what it sounds like is there is a no man. You're not you're not going to do this. There is not going to be a situation where you consistently flout these rules, and you still get to get on that field and play. That's not going to happen. I can say with certainty that that has not always been the case here. Mm. I mean, I don't even. I'm not going to make that about one culture or another. There has always been a culture at college football everywhere everywhere where you did a little something let's just not talk about this you know what i'm saying because i need you to play i need you to get on that field and perform so if you don't live up to the standards of this university and this team i might look the other way a little bit oh just maybe that does not work well when you are trying to instill consistency and culture if you're going to hold everybody accountable but guy number one and number two, who are your most talented guys, those are the ones messing up the most. So, uh, you know, don't worry, don't worry about it. It is so hard to set a disciplinary standard when you're giving out exceptions all the time. And right. that's the same thing at work. Some people at work, I'm sure they know. Listen, man, if you're an IT guy for a firm that's not an IT place, listen, man, I'll shut y'all whole network down. What you going to tell me? Y'all came in late. All right, man, just please try to do better, please. All right. But maybe the guy who shows up to work the forklift, you bring the hammer down. Because you, the production goes down. So there are different rules for different people, but I think it's much harder to start something brand new when the rules are all bendable and flexible and loosey-goosey. I like what he has done because clearly he said the best wide receiver I had on the field this year. Now everybody, oh man, I can't believe Kobe's gone. Listen, man, we're going to be better because all the people here will actually want to be here. Some They'll be comfortable parts. with being here. It is going to be a better situation. So I'm glad that he's being consistent in how he's metering out discipline. And the fact that those players corroborated that that was a difference mm-hmm. tells me a lot about what wasn't going on before. That's factual. Uh, <clears throat> jumping back in here to the chat, Melanie Ashford, appreciate you coming hey, on board here. Listen, this is this is Robbie Ashford's mom. Hey! This is this is Robbie Mama Ashford's mom. What's up? Uh, no, her, her and I have a mutual acquaintance, and you know, from what I know about her, she is super mom. Uh, and we, our community has a lot of parents that are a part of the community. Um, and you know, she's been pretty open in Twitter Spaces and things of that nature. But um, we have—I can't stress enough—we have some excellent parents in the program that are hyper involved and hands-on in their child's lives and i appreciate that a lot uh so welcome to our community miss ashford we appreciate you 
Yeah, appreciate you very much for jumping on board here. Cleveland Brown says, I think it's safe to say that Harson's integrity as a coach is as clean as B-Will shave up top. Turtle wax shine. My boy yeah, B-Will yeah. out there with the clean yeah, shave. Yeah, that ain't no shave. Them mm-hmm. phones gone. That's why it's clean, my boy. <laughs> yeah, he, he co- coached for eight years before he got here, <laughs> right, without a lot of what we've heard the last two months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David M.I. says, uh, it, it, is it just me or is ESPN coverage of all this slanted against Coach Harson and Auburn? It seems intentional. I guess boosters have their hands on ESPN. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an easy clickbait headline for them, right? right? It's, all about kind of like yeah. them. it's all clicks for them. That's just yeah. that simple. Uh, appreciate the super chat there. Hey. AU fan TJ Wardam Eagles to you as well, sir. Jazzy Joe jumps back in and says, that's the main reason I gravitate towards y'all. Y'all are are me, but in the media, when y'all said that y'all accidentally cheered in the media box that told me all I need to know, y'all genuinely represent <laughs> us. Uh, I can't stress enough how much that's frowned upon, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I almost got kicked out. But it is what it is. You I cannot cheer. It. You cannot cheer in the press box. That I can't is help it. Listen, and I'm you know, not gonna apologize though? for it. What what I was able to do, I was there for the Georgia State game. Mm-hmm. And when when Bo was having that rough first half. Beginning of the second half, when he stayed in and he like sells some passes, I know everything we that we had heard about the etiquette up there. You heard, uh, <laughs> like they may not cheer, but they well, will definitely be. They'll like, groan. Oh, they'll groan. Yeah, they groan at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Robinson says, "Can y'all tell me where Cassinius Moore went? That is a blast from the past. Y'all were on campus when he was there. I need that mystery salt. I actually uh, he, have. He's ahead. working with kids." Yeah, I've yeah. been in contact with Cassinius over the last year. Um, so uh, he, um, if if you don't remember Cassinius Moore, he was a running, running back, back, right in he was out of the Aniston area, mm-hmm, two thousand one, which was Cadillac's uh, freshman year and Ronnie Brown's sophomore year. Uh, but Cassinius was in the rotation. He was in the running back rotation, and then you know everybody knows the story. Cadillac and Ronnie ended up being really good. Um, and he, I think he actually walked away from football. He walked away from football and did not play another year after that. But yeah, uh, great guy. Uh, Bay Lyman uh, says, y'all should get to Keo Spikes on here one day. I'd love to see him on the war report. Listen, man, we tried actually to get mm-hmm. to Keo to come on here last year and couldn't ever get in touch with him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if somebody... Okay. If somebody knows how to get in touch with him, tell him to holler at us. We ain't we we ain't shying away from none of that, man. Bring him on here, man. Yeah, Takeo's one of those people that has gatekeepers. Yeah. And you have to get to his gatekeeper to get to him, right? And so good luck finding out who his gatekeeper is, unless you know yeah. somebody that knows that person. Uh let's jump back up here and see if there are any other chat. I mean, I know we've missed hundreds of chats. You guys have been going nuts here in the uh comment section, and we appreciate that. I'm just going to jump back up here and see what else is available. Um, see here. Do you guys see any chats in particular that you wanted to put on here? Man, listen. Um, There's so many chats. Listen, we appreciate everybody who has been jumping in here and chatting with us, number one. Number two, appreciate everybody who's become members of the War Report. Um, we cannot, I mean, we're we're just guys up here on the internet babbling without you guys here to be part of this community. And we appreciate every one of you who um, who are helping us to get to a place um, where we can do this full time. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, sooner than later, this is going to be a reality for us. But we are definitely working hard for you all and 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 appreciate the time that we have with you all. But go ahead, Mike. You had one that you wanted to talk uh, about. Yeah, Steve Bradley said five stars are fine, but the pros have plenty of small school players or has been in the past, meaning many players get under-evaluated. 
maybe these type players, right? Um, this was something Coach Harson has has those in the league right now. Yeah, uh, Tuberville was good at this. He was yeah. good at taking seemingly two star players like like Jay Ratliff and turning them into you know NFL all pros. So well, he, you know, d- definitely happens. Yeah, these guys do exist. Uh, Rigger Spoon says abuse is an error dependent term. When I went to basic and airborne, they tried to kill us. <laughs> Fifteen years later, as a drill sergeant commander, I'm being told it's abuse, but that uh, quote unquote abuse was discipline. Time to tell the story. I mean, listen, that's I will tell it, yeah, yeah. O- outside of that, right? It is not. Um, you know, that just goes back to my childhood. Like a lot of how I was disciplined would be considered child abuse today. Uh, they're, they're built different. You do have to adjust your mess, your messaging, and your in your technique because the ultimate. Uh, goal of discipline is to correct the behavior, not to just to discipline for the sake of punishment. Right, right, right. It's to change a behavior, right? And in this case, uh, you know, instilling discipline is about putting in winning habits, things that make you. Uh, you know, when you read about legendary athletes, most of what you hear about all is their discipline. Yeah, right, right. The legendary habits that help make them, you know, legendary athletes. Uh, LeBron has these stories. I remember uh, reading stories about Ray Allen and how, you know, he he would ride his bike to the arena 10 miles every day before practice. And LeBron saw him doing that and was like, I'm going to ride my bike with you. Yeah. Right. Tom Brady, legendary uh, uh, diet and nutrition habits that he said is the reason that he was able to play for as long as he did. So, you know, I think Coach Harson is trying to instill some of that discipline into guys. And, you know, some guys are made for it. One of my favorite stories is about uh, Roddy White. Now, if you guys remember Roddy White, he was a, um, he was a receiver for UAB. UAB, right? he went to Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Now, he told a story about his first year in the league. And, you know, he would go into this McDonald's at the same time every day. And they knew his order, and it was gross. Uh, but that's how he ate in college, and he could get away with it. And somebody sat him down and said, hey, man, if you hire a nutritionist and get your diet right, you'll be an all-pro. And he did it. The next year, he made the Pro Bowl. The next year, he made the Pro Bowl. So, you know, it is it is about instilling those habits that hopefully these guys can take to the next level and, and, and already have discipline when they get there. Yeah. Um, this question has come up a couple of times. So just to address this, who will be our offensive coordinator? I don't have the first clue. Mm, um, yeah. I do know that's something that they, um, as a staff, were already in process on. Um, I don't know if they've had to reshuffle the deck because of a lot of this stuff that's happened because some of the prospects that they had either took removed their name from consideration or have gotten jobs elsewhere. But I do know that that is priority number one for Brian Harson and this staff is to find an offensive coordinator to replace um, dismissed coordinator Mike Bobo and then um, Austin Davis, who chose to leave the program. Um, so I don't know who that's going to be. Um, you know, there's a lot of names that have been thrown around out there and some people who seem to be high on the list. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to, I think this is going to be the next biggest thing that's going to be a, uh, a marker for the Brian Harson tenure as Auburn's head football coach is who is the distinction? Who gets to be the guy that he makes the decision on as the offensive coordinator? Right. Um, because what happened with Austin Davis was definitely a thing that people are going to continue to bring up until the end of time because somehow it's his fault that Austin Davis didn't want to coach here, um, which is ridiculous. Um, so you know who that whoever that person is needs to be someone who is going to have some longevity in the position, or be so awesome that someone else wants to poach them away to uh, be a head coach somewhere, right? So yeah, that's going right. to be a big thing. 
I will add that there was another there was another rumor kind of floating out there about why Austin Davis ultimately did not end up here. Um, and I'm not going to get into it, but I would like to say that it it was a part of this inquiry. And we were told that they investigated and nothing came of it. So take that for what it's worth. If you have if you heard an Austin Davis rumor about why he's not here, it was probably bull because it would have been uncovered in this inquiry. Um we're going to get out of here after this. I'm going to put this up, and I think this is a good note to end on, and it's a good reminder. Uh, Brian Hancher says, we are the Auburn family, but there are a couple, hopefully only a couple of uncles or cousins I don't really want to talk to after the events of last week. Um, listen, um, I'll, I'll mm. say this, and I'll let you guys get last words if you want to in regard to this topic. I'll say that you know we've said before on this program that the term Auburn family actually means something to us. Um, we are a result of that Auburn family. I met Mike because of Auburn, right? Like if Auburn didn't exist, I wouldn't know Mike G. Like there's very low probability that he and I would be friends today, right? We formed a relationship that lasted over a decade because of Auburn University. Two decades. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I stopped making sense. <laughs> Two <old>. decades. <laughs> um, but it means it means a lot to me to be able to say that there are connections that I forged while I was down there on that campus that I still have that are great friends today that, again, never would have happened absent of that university. It means a lot to me to be able to possibly be working a full-time job covering a sport that I followed vigorously when I was at, you know, I worked at that stadium, right? I was in every Saturday in a suite. Um, probably ushering some of those same board of trustee members to their suite every single Saturday for two and a half years, right? Mm -hmm. I did that every Saturday, woke up early to get there, went uh, Fridays before to help load stuff up. And I did that for, for years at, at that university. So it means a lot. Auburn family just means something a little bit different for me because of my experiences while on campus there. Um, and to see how that is morphed into this, uh, man, parasitic uh, thing where people have latched themselves onto this idea about a person sickens me as a member of that family. And in order for the Auburn family to be whole, we've got to make sure that we remove, you know, the, the term I think that, uh, gosh, I forget who it was that said it was cancer who, who tony was the, fair. tony fair the term that tony fair used and i will use his term was cancer we've got to get the cancer out of the body in order for the body to survive and i think there are a lot of people who looking a little cancerous right now mm -hmm. and we've got to figure out how to separate those people so that we can continue to thrive as a family um and that's the last thing i'll say on that do you guys have any final words uh, before we get out of here it's a nice place to end it yeah, I think let's just rally behind our team and this coach because he's our coach, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, um, he's learning. I think he's learned a lot about what it means to be, you know, the head coach at Auburn and what the Auburn family means. And all this drama, to me, if I were to spin it positively, just means there are a bunch of people who care, right, about what actually happens here. We're invested, right? I have broken things in the name of Auburn football in my house. Right. My dog is terrified on Saturdays. Um, we we <laughs> care the other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> right. We uh, 
we we care. We care about this. That's why, you know, 500 people can be on a live here randomly on a Friday night talking about it. So I would just say, you know, let's it's time to rally. It's time to move on from all this and start to get behind it and let the, the fans and potential recruits see the better side of, you know, what we're talking about. Um, and that's, you know, if you, if you, you know, let's not, let's stop complaining about recruiting and let's start getting involved in a positive way. Right. Hey, right. soon that NIL thing that, in, that Auburn has going, it's its own entity. We will be able to contribute. You got yeah. complaints oh, about recruiting? Definitely more Chip about in. that coming up. More Please. about that coming up. We will have more and our involvement that we want to do with Auburn NIL in the future here. Last one here. Love you guys. Appreciate you too, Mr. Casper P. That's it, man. We are out of here. Until the next time, uh, we will be back. I will be back tomorrow morning with uh, the fantasy um, sports about the Texas A&M game tomorrow. We will be back talking about that. And we will definitely be back at you all on Sunday to break down what happened with that game and get some more thoughts about where we're going in the future with Auburn football. But that's it, man. Until the next time. And as always, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Report out. We'll holler at you all the next time.